bunch of chatter. Little boots chatter. and pants and boots. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I feel like they're prepping the audience for, hey, like expect to see more of this character or expect to see less of this character. But I mean, it's it's there weren't like some episodes that were like horribly bad. Like, oh no, it, there was definitely horribly bad. There were bad episodes, but they weren't the worst episodes that I've seen so far. That might be true. I might, I might agree with you on that. That's the main reason why I give it a one of my thumbs up. T's looking at you like you're crazy right now. And then we'll okay. If, no, no, if no. You disagree with I, me, I mean, what's guys, the worst episode? I, I, oh, that's the no. problem. There's too many to choose from. And 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 okay. So I'm not going to speak for you. So I'll speak for myself. Okay. Like, from my, from my perspective, it's hard because. We've spent the better part of whatever, like, 11 to 12 weeks thinking about this season and, like, like talking about it and watching it and stuff. And in total, like, when I look back, I'm like, this was definitely the worst season. <laughs> definitely. Like, so little to hang on to that it's hard for me to, like, find those shining light moments. You know what I mean? Like... Like and and you saw and you brought up some good things, but I'm just like, but like, which ones were those? <laughs> like, it's like hard for me to wrap my head around it. Yeah, the only episode I can say that I enjoyed the most, uh-huh. Sarah and Matt. Oh, dude, the first Hands episode best that episode. they yeah. The first best time that they met. The it's the best episode. It was good. I'll it's give you that. It's yeah. the only good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, it's close, only good. Close second, only because of how funny and how ridiculous it was, is Simon getting drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, number yes. two. Simon being drunk that and Morris's mumblecore is like, I live for Morris <laughs> mumbling his words. Like, Dude. I, 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 I've quoted that several times on this podcast, like, yeah. let alone my life. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's the best so yeah but you're right like it's hard for me to like even think about specific episodes and go oh that was good okay or whatever like i don't know so why don't we do this so since you're coming at it audic from more of like a like a broad strokes overall perspective Mm -hmm. like what were some of your highlights this season so it 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 really had to do with the development of specific characters or specific roles in in the show like like for who? So Matt was the biggest one by far. I really enjoyed his his banter with his uh, wife, obviously, and mm-hmm. it's just obvious. I mean, it's it's your favorite episodes, so um, I just feel like he he really grew a lot in the, at least the last four or five episodes of this season, where you see this he's he's defining his path in life very specifically, and um, it's just. I don't know. I, I I I feel like his character growth last season was almost negligible, like non-existent, and then this season you really see him pick up and be a, l- a little bit more assertive and defining his his role on the show. Um, Which I f- ironically is like his last. Well, it's not his last season, but like it's the last one as a full time cast member or whatever. Right. And and maybe it's just me as a bias, but but I feel like he's the most relatable character to me. At mm-hmm. least, uh, again, uh, just the fact that he's a man and relatively uh, close to my age, or at least at the time, anyway. At the time, whatever, yeah. yeah. So it just seemed like it, his his character resonated with me a little bit more. Um, in addition to that, uh, Ruthie's character, I believe, has become a little bit more cheeky and a little bit more funny, kind of taking place uh, or taking over Simon's role. Right. We need to talk about Ruthie, as we always do, because 
Ruthie remains for me a fucking enigma wrapped in a riddle. Like sure. I'm never going to understand the character of Ruthie. Like, I just don't know where she's coming from ever because from episode to episode, it changes. Like her motivations True. are different. The role she plays is different, like with the family or just in the show and the meta sense or whatever. Like, like what's her deal, man? Like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't get Ruthie. Whatever her deal was. I liked her this season more than any other season. Yeah. Okay. Like what specifically can you call out of like, Oh yeah, I like that. Well, it's, it's, it's really her, like ballsiness to go out there and <clears throat> kind of like how Simon did in, I want to say season one and two, just kind of play the dumb card, I guess, but really instigate a conversation that is relatively taboo. So during the mm. family, di- the uh, uh, Jewish fam- oh, yeah. family dinner, <laughs> circumcision, she, she asked about <laughs> circumcision. Like that's something you expect out of Simon, right? But it's coming yeah. out of Ruthie. Yeah. Well, definitely Simon, <clears throat> like seasons one through three. Exactly. Exactly. Which, which, everyone's spirit animal yeah. right but <laughs> not now so it's, much anymore not no. anymore exactly and i feel like ruthie is slowly taking it over which which it makes sense because of, of like the age you know yeah yeah range. She's, yeah exactly yeah no that's true uh, that, that's a good point i guess i just sort of have this like mental block against ruthie like like mm. it's hard for me even though i totally agree with what you're saying it's hard for me to go oh yeah she's my new spirit animal you know what i mean like true true she's just never gonna hold that that card for me because she's still so like all over the place and random, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's really hard. Just like, just like how you said, she's really this amorphous like character that just kind (laughs) of fills in whatever the writers are interested or curious or, or want to point out. Yeah. Which again, that was Simon basically season one and two. Yeah. No, you have a really good point there. Like, because she's the baby of the, well, not the baby, but like because she's so young, right? She can get away with she, a lot of, yeah, yeah. And 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 from the writer's perspective, it's like, well, you know, she can say this or she could do this, it's the perfect thing vehicle, or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, so, for me, because of those two characters and again, all the side characters, I really in, like it, it's that's the only thing that's that's giving me that that one thumbs up. The rest of it, everything else, Mary, Ugh. Lucy, Ugh. <laughs> Eric. I mean, I mean, Annie was like, again, nothing fancy about her. Just just there's no real like substance for me to say, like, this was amazing about all the other characters. It was just those two that and, and it kind of bridge, bridges the gap of like the oldest uh, and the youngest besides the uh, twins. Yeah. That 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 uh, um kind of like it's it's like the it's like the bread in the sandwich you know like okay, mm-hmm. okay at least that's good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, yeah, at least yeah. the bread is good at least the bread <laughs> is like this really amazing sourdough yes, exactly with like this amazing mother dough that created it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> however you want to define it the meat the filling all that stuff was like you know unfortunately trash but at least the those two characters really like. If it wasn't for those two characters, I would have hated this season. Like, 100% hated mm. it. But mm. they, and and like I said, all the other supporting characters, um, the side storylines, the whole, um, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but sure. No, yeah, no, let's, because that's what yeah, I was yeah. gonna, about to segue into, actually, is like, you know, you mentioned some of the, like, cameos or whatever. Like, what, like, what was your standout episode or person or whatever? Right, right. So I, I I honestly um, feel that 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 Robbie doesn't get um, a lot of respect um, <laughs> in the Camden house, and and which is which is completely understandable because 
he had this internal crisis of I'm not a part of this family, but yet, you know, I'm so integrated in it that that I I feel like I am a part of this family and how everyone else kind of treats them in this kind of this purgatory state of family, not family. And yet he had a storyline. He had a, you know, a, 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 a whole episode basically to himself and, and to his new, new relationship. And he's taking it very seriously. And was so, this the, was this the season where we met his dad? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like early on. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, to your point, like they spent a lot of time this, well, not a lot of time, but like they spent a considerable amount of time considering he's not a Camden. He is a main cast member, of course. Yeah. But like definitely sort of fleshing out his world, you know, yes. giving him more of a stake which in, the, is, in the show, you know. Right. Which is refreshing. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the Camdens. Cause like you could predict most of their behavior, but Robbie, yeah. <laughs> Robbie's a little kind of wild card in the family, which, which again, it's, it's, that's what we want. We want more, like, me personally, I want more randomness. I want more, <laughs> right? Like, I just don't want this blase, typical, I mean, using Eric's term, wasp, you know, like lifestyle. <laughs> wasp Google. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually kind of had to like check myself a little bit this season because I found myself liking and appreciating Robbie more than I thought was ever possible. Yes, agreed. Same here. Like And that surprised me. Yeah, no, it That's was, why it I was liked like it. it was like, yeah. whoa, like why am I all of a sudden like defending Robbie or whatever? And it's because he's not because he's he's a person in the universe. He's not a foil to Mary like he was when we first met him. Right. He's not the anti Camden, you know, like he was when we first Corrupting met him. Corrupting them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like sure. he's now very much a part of the fabric of this show. And like, you know, you empathize with him, you root for him, all of the all, all of the things that you do with the Camdens, you know, it's like he's now part of that that formula or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I had to, like I it was like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, Oh shit, like Rob like I like Robbie. <laughs> like, you know, what's happening here? Yeah. But he's but but he's likable. He's he's a character that you want to watch, that you wanna see have a story, have, you know, a life happening you know yes. in the show more than mary more than lucy easily <laughs> for the season yeah that's where i struggle because and i know t will back me up here because it's like i want so badly to root for and care about and like like want to see more of mary and lucy mm-hmm. it's just so damn difficult when their entire story arc their entire season revolved around relationship status like finding a husband. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was about to say marriage. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, how have we devolved these characters into just this one thing? Like, why are they not people yeah. in the universe with with wants and needs and lives happening? Like all like their sole purpose this season was just their relationships. Yes. It's like and they're so young. They're they just are, yeah. so young. And they're immature. That's it. So immature. And but, run with it. Just yeah. fucking run with Play it. Play into that. Give me a story. You know what? Fuck it. Give me a storyline <laughs> where Lucy's in school. Fucking show me in a class. Show her in a classroom. I Truly. only got God one damn. episode yeah. of her mentioning school, and that was her to meet up with friends to drink, drink and yeah, Mary exactly. had to talk her out of it. Right. And then the other time they mentioned school is them ditching school, school because they yeah. were chasing Ruthie around. Exactly. So they can find out the secret about Matt and Sarah. 
it's like you build this backstory for both of these characters, right? Basketball player, straight A student. Yeah. And it, it just, I mean, and both of them, they're really smart kids. And, and then and they made them ditzy. Responsible, whatever. And then yeah. learn from their mistakes, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, this entire season just goes to shit. It's like, nope, we're not like, doing what that. What a nightmare. What happened? Exactly. And if I'm, and if I'm Jessica Biel, if I'm Beverly Mitchell, I'm like, like, can I, like, hello, like, where, like, where's my story yeah, in this exactly. fucking turd of a show? Like, like, you know, like, I'm showing <laughs> up every season. day where, you know, where's my shit? And if I'm, and especially if I'm Jessica Biel, I'm all peace out, bitches. I don't need this shit. You yeah, know, she really True. doesn't. And it's like, and she got out at the right time. If you think about it, she still has a fucking career. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's the only one. Oh my God. So right? true story. So. I feel like everyone at work at my work already knows I have a podcast because I talk about it all the fucking time. But like I was having a meeting with my boss the other day and I was talking about my throat and how it was kind of like hurting. And like I do this podcast and like after two and a half hours of talking, it's like it's much worse or whatever. And he's like, you have a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, um, he, and he's like, wait, what's it about? And I was like, seventh heaven because we hate ourselves or like, you know, like, like my classic line that I try to tell everyone. Sure. And he's like, he's like, he like, he literally stared at me for five minutes and I was like, what is this face? Like, I don't know how to react. And he's like, he's like, I used to watch that show. <laughs> no way. And I'm like, I'm so watching, sorry. You might listen to this right now. So, hey, I love you. But like. But like I was like, yeah, it's whatever, dude. I don't know. And he's like, he's like, Jessica Beale's weird. I'm like, yeah, she was. And he's like, no, she's weird now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, no, she's a weirdo. Definitely <laughs> like, less <okay>. weird. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a total side note. But um, yeah. So okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about what we. I mean, I guess we kind of already, because I was going to say, like, why don't we talk about, like, the things that we, like, absolutely hated about the season? But I feel like it's, it's like, everything. Like, like there's less that we like. Yeah, liked how much time do you have? Then, like, yeah, seriously. I feel like there's less that we, like, loved than there is that we just were, like, indifferent about or whatever. But um, standout moments, I mean, obviously, Simon being drunk was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That was good. And all of the interplay, right? Like Morris and the and the family when he shows up, he's mm-hmm. like, "Hi!" And they're like, "Actually, I think you're drunk." <laughs> like, best. Um, the uh, car, uh, car chase with oh Simon. God, that, the fucking slow speed car chase. That was a great episode. <laughs> it I was love, really funny. I love that Matt calls it back at the end of of twenty one. I think it is, or is it twenty two? When he when what he explains he to Simon why he didn't make him his best man. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, you think of me choosing you as as my best man is like, is like me passing the baton of being the big brother. Mm -hmm. But like, you're not there yet because like you got drunk and you had a slow speed car chase. (laughs) Like he literally says it that way. A slow speed car chase, yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh God. Well, I have a question for you two then. Um, Did you expect that? Did you expect Matt to make Robbie basically his best man, right? I honestly, it all happened so fast. It was weird, but. I still say I expected it to be Ruthie. I think Ruthie would have been the best. That would have been the best choice. I just I naturally assumed it was going to be her because I'm like she's the yeah she has to be the obvious choice. But Ruthie would would have literally been like pie in the sky best choice ever. Agreed. But if it if it could only be Simon or Robbie, I kind I don't know. Okay, I think about it this way: like 
who do you want like 30 years from now when you're looking when you're thinking back on your wedding day like who would you have wanted to be your best man right it's like obviously your brother dude. it has to be yeah you know what i mean because that's your bro that's like your like ride or die for life you don't have a choice it's almost again (laughs) like you can't choose that so like my brother has to be my my best man and my brother made made me his best man so it's it's just your brother's older than you and so is matt to simon does it matter? No, I guess what I mean is like, like, would Simon's best man be Matt? Well, Just because they're brothers? I mean, yeah. Yeah? At least you would ask him first what you want really? to be. Yeah. Just, just again, just the fact that he's your closest brother, you have to give him the first, like, you just have to give him that option. Like, hey. That's so funny. Yeah. You just feel obligated. At I least think, that's I how I feel. I think it's a little, not different or weird or whatever, but, like, I think it's a little, well, different, yeah, like, when it goes the other way. Like, like, like it's one thing for a big brother to make his little, or his younger brother, like, his best man or whatever. Sure. But it is a little different, right? Like. Maybe it's just a stigma. Maybe I'm playing into it by even saying this or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't expect my younger sister to make me her maid of honor. I just feel You know like, what I mean? I, I mean, my personal opinion is I. he's the one person that I've spent the most amount of time in my life with. Yeah. Is my brother. Yeah. And, and if anyone knows me best, it has to be him. And so it just by yeah. default, he has to be that's cute. my best man. Like it just, it just, that's the logical part of my brain trying to say that. So, well, but ultimately though, in this case, like in the case of this show or whatever, like right. the choosing of the best man was so not even a big deal. It wasn't, like, you're right. Because ultimately whoever that best man was, it's not like that was such a like important position to have. You know what I mean? It's like in the I end, guess it, John's not in town. So yeah, Robbie, yeah. do you want to be best man? Do you want to do it? <laughs> It was just weird. That, that was my bit. thing. A little and bit. If, and if Matt's going to be that way, then I'm glad it's Robbie and not Ruthie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. Like, okay. like if it, if it clearly holds no weight, weight. to yeah. him, yeah, yeah, yeah. then why even worry about it being the perfect best man, which yeah. is Ruthie or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. It's like for Matt, it really doesn't matter who his best man is. So there's really no like significance in the fact that it could or would have been Simon. Right. So for him, it was just like, whatever, like you want to do it. Okay. You know, I don't know though. Poor Simon. (laughs) I mean, there was a little bit of like, uh, there was some tension in, I want to say one or two episodes because of that choice, because of Matt's choice of of making Robbie the best man. Well, it caused tension between Simon and Robbie. Correct. Yeah. But it did lead to one of my favorite, favorite moments yeah (laughs) in that episode he has to choose me i'm clearly the best man to be his his best man matt doesn't have a best man he's been really busy lately and he's probably just forgotten to tell me that he wants me to be his best man but it is the day before the wedding i know that's why he needs to hurry up and tell me already but what if I'm just saying, maybe Matt has forgotten to tell you. He asked someone else. You know, maybe you should ask him. Well, I don't want to seem like I'm begging. He should tell me. What, you didn't think he'd ask? No, but... Look, look, you're like family, and we like you, and we're all glad that you're living here, but I'm the actual brother. You know, if anyone's going to be Matt's best man... It's going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Did not expect that. <laughs> it was a long walk to it get a was. drink of water, but it was worth it. <laughs> oh, 
Um, fucking Simon and Robbie. Like, but Simon has a point. And, no, he and, does. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. I just think that in the end, it ultimately doesn't matter. Sure. It doesn't matter because, right, right, right. because 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 that role went for shit anyway for the show. Like it, it you know what I mean? It went mm-hmm. nowhere. Like yeah. it was a crap. Unfortunately, yeah. And, and 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 I guess that's my issue with this season. It's they build these bridges. They they built this connection with the audience and specific characters. And this season, it almost felt like they shed on everything. Right? They just again, it's it's Mary Lucy. And and Simon and Eric and, and Annie, they're more neutral. They're really you don't see too much growth out of them. You don't yeah. see too much character development. But specifically Lucy and Mary, it's like you've invested so much time. Why why ruin everything? I really why, why backtrack? Too, like this season I think suffered from a pacing issue. Like season wide pacing issue, not like episode to episode or whatever, but like like certain things went real quick like all of the matt and sarah stuff took place over the course of six up ep- five episodes yeah, yeah yeah maybe less yeah, yeah all of the lucy and kevin shit like escalated real quick in just three episodes True. and then they spent so much of the first half of the season like doing nothing like yeah there's pretty nothing. much yeah nothing. like it's almost like it's almost like they waited till their mid-season hiatus to like go okay now let's break Time some real stories yeah, you exactly, know yeah. and it's like where have you been all season like all of a sudden in the last back half 13 of the episodes it's like boom 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 everything's fucking happening like i don't know it was a little like whoa you know mm. yeah it was a bit it, again it's it's you can really divide this season, just like how you said, into two parts, the first half and then the second half. And if they just extended that second half more, like made maybe Matt's story or backstory or whatever of his girlfriend or his wife a little bit more involved, which, again, I loved like almost every single scene with with uh, Matt's wife's family. It was just perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm it was tell- great. It was the best part of the season. I mean, easily. like, I know I've said this a million times already, but, like, fucking Richard and Rosina is a show. Richard and Rosina in yeah. the glass house is a fucking <laughs> show in and of itself. I could watch them for years. They're just professionals. They're so great. That's, why. Yeah. That's true. Those and it's like a breath of fresh air, and they're, like, comedic geniuses, and it's like... That's a fucking show. How did they get them on the show? I don't, I don't fucking know, <laughs> no, dude. Seriously. I honestly will never understand how you got Rich, uh, um, Richard Lewis, Lewis and yeah. Lorraine Newman at the same time yeah, big names, yeah. to play these like mom and dad characters. Yeah, side like, characters, yeah. exactly, yeah. Fucking crazy. But it's like, to, to what you were saying earlier, it's like, if they just planted the seed in the beginning part of the season, like first couple episodes that Matt is like feeling a little lonely or whatever, or like get thinking about getting serious. Like, no, mm-hmm. they just waited till fucking Valentine's day to go. I'm lonely, I guess. And yeah. I'm looking for, for a, wife, a wife, I yeah. guess. Like what? <laughs> like, you, no one just like wakes up one day and goes, I'm ready to get married. Like, you know, like plant the seeds, like get us there. You have 22 episodes. You don't have to do it all in six. True. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the writers or the showrunners were actually thinking. Seriously, were yeah. they? Were they even? <laughs> I'm afraid of the answer, Jackie. I'm afraid of the real answer. I know. Lady J, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Everyone knows my name. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's, this was a tough season. It just was. It's, right. it's very little to hang our hats on. But, um, I don't yeah. know. Should we sort of 
I don't want to go episode by episode, but like, sure. I'm just trying to like think through what did you think about joy and the introduction of Mm -hmm. her character? I originally did not like her character. Mm-hmm. Like the first couple episodes that, that she was in, I felt like it's it almost felt forced of of bringing her the the actress into the show. I almost felt like okay, like someone's doing someone else like a favor. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it felt bit. like, right? Yeah, a little bit. Someone's PR person is really good. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, excluding all of her music career um, on the show. Just her character. It, it's it's really the side characters around her that actually like. I like her father. Her dad is the best. The butler, like the whole oh, right, the, right, 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 so the whole good. deal. Exactly. Oh, he's so funny. She just happens to be this little like blip in in that storyline that I'm just like okay, like I, I just have to ignore because she they they wrote her in as this very typical sassy music oriented performer, I guess, but not even like a good performer, just. Well, she's a pop star in the very early 2000s way. Sure, yeah. The hot hot peak pants, sure. (laughs) That can only take you so far. And the like overproduced, like barely singing a tune. Right, 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 right. But it's, it's, again, she forced Robbie's um, character on the show to Mm -hmm. really like define himself. And again, that's what I enjoyed. I like these characters that are pretty complex to to discuss and be involved in very like serious issues and again matt being married and then robbie trying to find you know trying to define like what he wants in a wife and what he wants in his life like like it's 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 refreshing and possibly thinking maybe next season you know he's gonna move out of the house and he's you know he's he's oh no he's squarely in that garage apartment (laughs) really (laughs) he does not want he made it very clear he does not want to move out but, and face the real world. This is true. But then again, everyone, you know, every kid has that thing. It's like, when do I move sure. out of my parents' house? Yeah. And I felt like Robbie actually conveys that message the best, more than any other Camden kid. It's like because again, he's such a like, like, like tangent part of the family. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's got the let's say privilege of not being a Camden, not having been raised by Eric and Annie. And so he comes with his own set of baggage that is not Camden baggage. Literal baggage too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like he, he has his own demons. He has his own stuff he's dealing with and his own way of making it through the world. And yet he's also found a way to like, enmesh himself and like endear himself to the Camden way of life just by virtue of like, you know, like sticking around, just hanging around and, them through like osmosis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, following the rules and all the stuff that they've imposed on him as a member of this family in one way or another, you know, like he has a, he has a sense or he has autonomy in a way that none of the other Camden kids do. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's He's true. still sort of governed by the overall sort of rules of the Camden life or whatever, you know. Yes. He almost seems like his own character and yet he's heavily influenced by the goodness of the Camdens. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. It's like he takes the best part parts of the Camden life basically and incorporates it in his own like weird fucked up baggage <laughs> just like how you said. Yeah. And and um and you can and and you really see him evolve a lot in this season, more than any other season, to be honest. I I would agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I like that. Again, I I like it when the show surprises me. That's the only yes. time that the show is actually fucking good. Yes. When agreed. it surprises me. Agreed. When when all of a sudden some revelatory moment happens where you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, yeah. That was TV. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> good. <laughs> good on you, Seventh Heaven. Um, what did you think about um, Mary's final chosen career path of a flight attendant? <laughs> it, it's, it was a weird and long like journey to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. And it just, for me, it just, it didn't make sense because she seemed like to tie everything on this fictitious future with this Ben character. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, yeah, he loves her and I guess she loves him, but shit, there were so many fucking different love angles with her life that she could <laughs> not like hold on to that. It, 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 it didn't convince me. And her her career path is like of all like your entire like basketball good education and yet you, like that's where you end up okay fine that's good but 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 give me more give me something that actually again that builds upon the past base that you build for her character it just seemed like any like anyone could have been a flight attendant like she just randomly chose that and she just got lucky that they accepted her. I don't know. I, well, but the same could have been said about her desire to be a firefighter. I mean, I'm not saying anyone can be a firefighter, but it's like that that was just as arbitrary of a choice. I mean, she has some physical, you know, like capacity. Capacity, exactly, which the firefighter like like occupation or firewomen or whatever yeah, yeah. makes sense, right? But I don't know. It just almost seemed like she loosely picked a flight attendant because she wanted to travel and, you know, get to Buffalo and be able to kind of be this in two places at once or multiple places. Again, I don't know what the whole logic behind that career choice was. Yeah. I right? mean, they, they didn't set up anything. It just happened one episode, all of a sudden, boom. Well, she, she kind of like half ass explained it to, I think, Lucy when she told her that she's not coming home with her. Right. Right. Where Lucy was like, uh, what the fuck, dude? And she's like, no, man, this is like good for me. Like, I've thought about this a long time. And it's like, you just let go of being a fireman, like literally a week ago. I don't know. I don't hate it as a career choice in general. I don't love how they just so like neatly wrapped it up. Like, that's what she's going to do. And look how great she is and all is well or whatever. But, you know, whatever. I also feel like, also too from the meta perspective like they just needed a neat way to tie up her life so they could excuse her absence going forward you know she's she's jet setting she's doing her job whatever that's why she's not around you know it's like it's it's neat and it's easy and she can pop in and out whenever she wants whenever she happens to be flying through lenoak you know right so smart move for the show but in, in, in life like, though yeah, yeah it's like a cheat it's like and it's a cheap cheat which yeah. is the worst kind of cheat you know um and yeah. funny enough that episode according when to imdb to yeah well where where, you, where we meet kevin and all of that correct is the highest rated episode of the season would you believe that what? No. On, on IMDb, I'm, I'm double checking it right now but 7.6 that's letting go right that's the name of the episode insane. episode is 19 it? yeah Dang. 7.6 out of 10. That can't be the... No, I don't think no. that's right. I'm looking at it right now. No. 
What do you mean? That's no? not the episode where she decides to be a fight, fight attendant. No, letting That's go the one when she comes home with Ben and Kevin in tow, but she's already chosen and, and to her be a new flight job attendant. as a flight attendant. That's what No, it says. but that then it's okay. the episode before okay. the ring hmm. that letting go is the ring episode when they let go of their rings. They send it back. No, no, no. No. Letting go is when Eric has to let go of Matt. Oh, yeah. And he meets the towel ridges. There we go. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, well, so the highest even that rate, episode. So the highest rated episode of the season. <laughs> right? The highest rated episode of the season is when Mitzi McCall and whatever his fucking name is show up right. and they teach Eric a lesson in how to let go. Because that's the episode when Matt um when Eric can't let go of the fact that Matt might be having premarital sex. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, he's it. He's right. like, he's like, and he keeps like Eureka-ing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Eureka runs <laughs> after Ruthie. <laughs> yeah, seven point six. He can't, and he can't remember what the fucking phone bill is called. <laughs> the thing, the thing, <laughs> the, the thing with the thing. thing. And Simon's all the phone. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And then. The drunk episode, that's 7.4. Like, that should be the best rated episode. Dude, I love Easily. that episode so yeah. much. Maybe I people forgot. Really. <laughs> people are weird. What did you think about the complete non sequitur known soldier episode? Known soldier. Please about the Marine, the real life Sergeant Morgan, Staff Sergeant Dwight J. Morgan, mm-hmm. who lost his life in the Afghanistan War in real life. Okay. And they devoted an episode to him. Where they talk about his wife's enchiladas, isn't like onions and mushrooms. Oh, that's <laughs> and right. Is that yeah. right? Or ketchup? Mm-hmm. Tomatoes. tomatoes. I, in my mind, it's ketchup, but yeah. I know it's tomatoes. Was that um, the beginning of this? No, no. it's no. the end. It's it's the episode right before the two part finale with the wedding. The known soldier. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we had our opinions about it, but I'm curious to get your. Oh, thoughts that's on right. That Ruthie was writing to the soldier. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. It really didn't stand out that much to me. That's fair. Why? I'm just curious. What because, do you ask? Because, I mean, because it is such a standalone, like, you could plug that episode into any season. It's, it's sure. Yeah. you know, obviously this season makes sense because it's post 9-11 and all that stuff, whatever. But, like, like it's just a standalone, has no, you know, storyline connecting anything to anything else. Like, they just totally took that hour of, or 44 minutes of television to be like, let's talk about the fucking war we're in right now, post 9-11, you know? And and I just had my demons with it because it felt wholly unnecessary, especially to involve the real person's real family in it, who had to sign mm. that guy's life rights away and all that shit. Like, like it just felt very, like, cheap mm. and, like, just unnecessary. I mean, it's it's a it's a very touchy subject because there's a handful, you know, a handful of people will be like, yes, they should promote more of this military service and military life and 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 all the good things that they do behind the scenes that most Americans don't even realize. And yet, just like how you're saying it, it's 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 how can you use this medium of Seventh Heaven and this way of bringing light to a very you know very serious issue for a lot of people. And not do that great of a job, to be honest. Honestly, I don't like, know. For me, it's not even how great or how bad of a job they did with the episode. It's like, why do the episode at all? Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Because, fine, take your hour of television, make it a non sequitur, make it all about a Marine in the war who lost his life, well, they have his those family, episodes. whatever, whatever. They have do political that. episodes from time to time, yeah. But, like, why make it about a real guy? 
Why take a real guy's family and go sign this piece of paper, sign sign his life rights away? And also, why don't you come and sit in the front row of the church while we do take after take of this sermon where I'm crying? That's right. I totally forgot about that. You know that. what I mean? <laughs> like I can't I can't wrap my head around that. And this and that episode aired like in I want to say like May or whatever of that year. Mm-hmm. And and like the guy had lost his life somewhere between September and May. So yeah. it was fucking fresh, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I can't how do you get off doing that? It's true. Like Just- make it fictional. Make up a guy, make it about that fictional guy which in in doing so you're basically telling the world like, "Hey, this is real," you know? To bring attention to it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I mean, just the fact that I don't remember every single bit of that episode. Well, there's not much to it, you know. But it should Ruthie be. sings twice. That's really highlights uh, of the episode. Bookends the damn thing. <laughs> but it should, that's what I'm trying to say. They could have easily had this episode of a he- like more of a he- heavy hitting episode. They could have. They have so much to work with, and yet this is the path that they chose of Ruthie being this pen pal, basically, right? writing mm-hmm. letters to this to this soldier and um i don't know it's just it's just just like how you said i i honestly think it fell flat it wasn't yeah it's so it wasn't good yeah i don't know yeah so why don't we so as we get as we're closing out the season right we're basically we're at the final two episodes the um the holy war parts one and two right um which because this is a recap let's recap <laughs> um sure si- uh, simon matt and sarah are on the verge of their wedding and eric and richard decide that they are against it they want to call it cancel off, yeah. it and they cancel it um mainly because of the whole conversion factor that Matt has decided he's going to convert the day of the wedding right. to Judaism. Um, and then, of course, at the end with part two, all is well. The moms basically save the day. The colonel convinces Eric to be a grown-up and act with honor. And Rosina basically... Con- and then Eric basically convinces Richard to be a grown-up and act with honor. And then they end up co-officiating the wedding. So... One of our wonderful listeners who we all know and love, Bruce. Um, Thanks, Bruce. (laughs) Thanks, Bruce. Um, You know, and I think as we said throughout the entire Sarah arc of this show, of of this series, like season or whatever, um, you know, neither of us are Jewish. (laughs) And if I'm not mistaken, Otic, neither are you. Oh, definitely not. Um, no. So, <laughs> hopefully, so, hopefully, I would have known by now. Yes. <laughs> so Bruce was was kind enough to write in and um, clarify a few things for us. So, firstly, neither of us in the moment could remember the dish the the, the dish with the K with the K yeah yeah, yeah. that um, <laughs> that that uh, Annie was trying to make, and so Bruce clarified that it is. Um, the kasha varnishkas. There we go. Kasha varnishkas. <laughs> it's made with pasta, usually bow tie, buckwheat. That's the kasha. Gotcha. Onions, mushroom, and seasoning. That sounds bomb. Sounds actually, actually really yeah. good. Yeah. I'm not a fan of buckwheat, but I might give that a try. Love buckwheat. Um, and then he also clarified that um, the the difference between synagogue and temple, because I think mm-hmm. we were, I, I think I was using them sort of interchangeably. Mm-hmm. I think the show did a good job of 
calling it a synagogue, synagogue. consistently. Mm-hmm. So Bruce explained that the Orthodox call a place of worship a synagogue or shul. Reform, and he thinks conservatives, call it a temple. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's trying to say is like, you're referring to the same place, but the word that you use to refer to it sort of depends, depends on, on who, the, yeah. the yeah. branch of Judaism that you sort of follow. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then he, yeah, and he was also kind enough to share his thoughts. Um, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, but um, he, you know, he had some opinions and I think he, I don't want to say he speaks for all Jewish people, obviously, um, but he did mention that as an Orthodox Jewish person as he is, um, that intermarriage, which is what Matt and Sarah are engaging in essentially, um, is like a big no-no you know, in the, Mm -hmm. in the Orthodox faith. And, um, and, you know, he sides with, with Eric and Richard, but more importantly, I guess, or more like specifically that the Orthodox approach when someone asks to convert to Judaism is to discourage them initially, Hmm. which is not the case here in the show because, because the minute Matt's like, I'll convert, they're like, well, all right, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, let's see how this goes. You know, like they're all about that life. And in fact, Richard sort of pressures Matt to convert the day of the wedding in not so many words. Right. But he was really doing it, hopefully, to, to, discour- the po- to, the, exactly. to end up discouraging. He's being this devious little shit. Yeah. Which is, which is again, it, it's, you're right. It's not, it's not super obvious, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It just makes for good. I don't want to say good drama, but drama. <laughs> God, God, we use the word good, good. to refer to the show. Right, right, right. <laughs> it makes for drama, right? Yes, exactly. And some conflict between the two families. Well, which, yeah, which to be, and to your point, I think, like, you know, when they first came together at that Shabbat dinner, like, you would expect that to be the moment when shit hit the, when shit hits the fan. Right. And in a way it was because that's when Matt dropped the conversion bomb on everyone and Eric like flipped the fuck out in a way he's never flipped the fuck out yeah. before. <laughs> but let's not forget Wasp, Wasp Kugel. Google. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. Um but but what was I going with this? <laughs> I don't know, oh, Lady yes. Jane. So, so you would think that that initial meeting is where the drama would be, mm. but it heightens at the end, closer the, and closer to to the actual wedding. Course, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. television, right? So, part one cliffhanger finale, blah blah blah. Like, are you going to convert? Aren't right. you? And and Eric's like, I'm not going to the wedding. You know, whatever. Mm. Like, that's where the heightened drama comes in, or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Question for you guys. Uh-huh. How big or small is Glen Oak? <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> Does anyone fucking know? <laughs> this season more than it. I mean, like, it's just, it's just. How many it, times have I brought up this question? This there's season? an airport. There's a community college. There's the bad side of town, right? Oh, there's um, several sides of the town. Yeah. True. Yes, yes. And it just seems like everyone has a, <laughs> like a house here, like, you know, in, in Glen Oaks or lives in some fashion. Like, it was just. Like it, just like how you said. I think Glen Oak is whatever you want it to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a snow globe. They all live in a giant snow globe. Yeah. Right. If you panned out large, like out enough, you'll see you, a dome. It's a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. snow globe, <laughs> and it's magical, and it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but yet they still go to the same pool hall. They go to the same. Like, yeah, it's like, the only place you can gather a yeah. hundred people. Or yeah. the prom. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that was a weird scene, right? With the well, with the, with the no whole kosher food and like no, <laughs> like what happens to all that food? I felt so bad. I hope they took it home, right? I, I mean, but it's kosher. Whatever, it's, it's kosher, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, not that that means it's not edible, but you know, right? And it doesn't and, have cream in it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but and then uh, um, Doc's uh, reappearance in Dude, this in this season, right? Were you as uncomfortable by Doc's like whole, like weird ass fucking monologue yes. at yeah. the rehearsal dinner? Yeah, hundred percent. Like what? Like it's like I liked him shut before up, until dude. until like, that point. Stop yes. talking. Yeah. Foot in mouth right now. Like yeah, you it was were weird. great once upon a time. Yeah, and yeah. Then, he's great. He's great when he's when he needed. Like, yeah, like it's like it's like when you go to him and he spouts wisdom. You're like, yeah, wisdom. But he just like takes it upon himself to just not shut the fuck up for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I think his, his his issue was every time we've seen him before. He's really asking questions more than anything else. True. And then all of a sudden you give him 10 minutes of him making stupid yeah, yeah. statements. You're like, okay, dude, this guy's a really idiot. Like, he's a yeah, big yeah. idiot. But honestly, too, it's like, again, from the meta perspective, Ron Zimmerman was a writer and producer on the sure. show for the earlier seasons. And like him even being on the show in the first place is like a wink and a nod, you know, like to like, this guy's a cool guy. Right, right, right. And he is a cool guy. Like, I love Doc. I love that character. It's just like, it's like, shut up. Yeah, it just, he did not come off as, as his, what you expect Doc to actually say. Yeah. It was just weird. It was and contradictory. Especially because, because in any, like, because there was no nugget if in anything that he was saying that you could go like, oh, I learned a lesson. Like, he was just like talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Like word vomit. It's it was like, just filling up space in yeah. like an awkward like time. Filling yeah. the silence. Okay. Yeah. Or it'd been funny if he was like, Oh yeah, Deep Purple. I went on tour with them and walked away. Like just like drop it true, as true, like true. instead of having Jane of Lynch come and be like, Let's cut a rug, dude. Yeah. And like you're like, What? <laughs> yeah. Like, just like tell me up. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like just that. No. Yeah, yeah. They have to tell me that no, he was in a he was in his own van behind them and you know, following them for God knows how long. I'm like, okay, I don't he need says to know this. So much that it's just like what? Like I, I, I honestly tuned out. Like I yeah. can't even tell you all that he said because I was just like, okay, he's still talking. Yeah. Did Whatever. I tell you that I was the one that uh, made Matt and Sarah get married? Yeah, you can blame me. Yeah, you can blame you. me. I brought them together. I said, yeah, she's cute. You should marry, marry her. her. She's nice. <laughs> marry her. He has like a very specific cadence. Like it's like, oh man. Yeah, he's a trip. Yeah, he's for sure a trip. He's a total hippie. You can tell, like oh, in 100%. real life. Yeah, yeah 100%. like the guy's a total hippie. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, I also want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who emailed us. Um, I don't, I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was maybe 618 um, where I was trying to remember what show the finder was a spinoff of. Cause I remember that there was a show called the finder and I know that they did a backdoor pilot of it on some show that I watch that I couldn't remember. And so some wonderful listener who I don't want to name drop in case they don't want to be name dropped, but thank you. Um, reminded me that it was a bones (laughs) spinoff, which now that I'm thinking about it makes total sense. (laughs) Like I know now exactly how they spun that off from bones, but, um, yes. So thank you to that person for writing into us. We have some great listeners. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> um, hardcore fans. 
I'm guessing. I they, they I hope be. so. Yeah. I hope so. If they stuck with us this long, True. I would hope so. Very but how true. do they like us for all this, you know, shit talking? Well, I th- <laughs> it's the tangents. I'm telling you, ladies, it's the tangents. <gasps> I, okay, and I'll say this. I feel like we don't even, we barely go on tangents anymore. I'm, I, I'm like, <laughs> You're looking at Otic like because I'm like, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't you answer remember, that. Yeah. Like someone has to be a listener. Like yeah, I mean to know if that. I don't know. To be honest, like once w- once I hit stop on the recording, it's like out out my brain. Like I don't really dwell on it. To be honest, but I I don't I can't really remember any like ta- I mean obviously we go on tangents because we talked about the Finder for five minutes on six eighteen. <laughs> exactly. You know, but it's like. I, I I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever it is. We love our listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every twice a week and for supporting us for this long. Um, as one of our Instagram followers has said, you two make rewatching this show hella fun. <laughs> so, yes. so, that, so, that, so that answers your question about why do they handle the shit talking? I think it's because put, you know, with 15 years of perspective on this show. Yeah. Anyone, who, even a hardcore fan of it, can look back and go, "Oh God," <laughs> you know. Have to, yeah. Or at least, at least someone with a critical enough sense of it, you know. I guess if you're so in love with the show and it holds such nostalgic value for you, you know, you might not be able to like have that kind of perspective on it or whatever. But the good thing is, is neither of us have that per- have no. that nostalgic perspective on it whatsoever. Not at all. No. (laughs) One of the things that I thought would be fun to do is to look at some Amazon reviews of this season, uh, because we love Amazon. And uh, Amazon, if you're out there listening, uh, just saying, Mr. Bezos, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bezos, Uh, Jeff, (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, buddy, what's up? Um, So this is the top five star review of the season on Amazon. It's called Great by user Mark Dunn. And it's from just under a year ago. Season six was great, but has been very hard to watch. If you go to season six, it goes directly to the last episode. The only way I get to it was to go to season five and keep clicking on the next episode (laughs) to get to the episode I was ready for. Then when I tried to get to episode 21, it just kept scrolling. So I still haven't been able to get to 21. Very annoying. Please contact me to the... Please contact me to correct this issue. I really want to finish the series. (laughs) Mark Dunn, if you're listening, I hope that you were able to finish the series. (laughs) I sincerely hope. And I hope that you have reviewed every season thus far. And if you haven't, just do it just to be a completionist. Just finish it. I know. Like, resolve my brain chemistry, please, and review every season. And then, because... We're a balanced show. I think we present multiple faceted views, right? Sure. It's only fair to read some of the critical, you know, under five star reviews. My favorite. <laughs> under five star. I like under, that. Well, no, it's, it's, and I say that because, because in the critical reviews, there's like four star reviews. Like, okay. you know what I mean? So here's one from. Again, just under a year ago from Sixtus, from Amazon user Sixtus, titled, It Was a Great Show Until This Season. (laughs) This review is specific to season six. 
I really like this show until this season, but I must say the writers really dropped the ball. The show went from a cute family drama that showed the loving but sometimes difficult relationships in a big family to drama for the sake of drama. For starters, the portrayal of Annie goes through menopause is the ridiculous old stereotype of the crazy woman, which honestly is an insult to women in general. (laughs) Her behavior towards her husband in particular was over the top and was not in any way funny. In reality, they would have been in divorce court. (laughs) Second, that's a bit extreme even for the show. Second, the entire premise of Matt's quickie marriage was overdone. They were already married, yet several episodes were spent in planning and showing a wedding that was an outright lie to the family. Very true. I mean, I think, I think. I kind of even lost sight of that by the end of the season. I was like, like oh, yeah, they're already, already married. married yeah. Like, ugh. I was really disappointed that they did not come clean, as I don't think lying and being unable to communicate with your family is a very positive or Christian message. It is as if they just ran out of good plot lines, to, so the writers just made the most drama possible. Finally, the amount of time spent in several of the episodes focusing on people kissing was overdone. <laughs> This is supposed to be family friendly. I'm an adult and don't want to watch people kiss all day. It was just gross. Yeah, by the trash can. <laughs> yeah, seventh heaven. <laughs> I really like the show up until this season, so I will continue to watch the rest of the episodes in hopes that it gets better. There were a few gems, like the episodes about the soldier and the Muslim girl. I hope the later seasons follow along those lines. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> it was. For me, for my money, that's as much 9-11 shit as I needed. I didn't need that's also why. the soldier episode. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, they never even mentioned 9-11. Well. Right? They well, never. It sure, it's implied. Not my name, but yes. definitely. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Right. But you see how, like, the show took a stance. Right? They made, they made their intentions, or at least their opinion, very clear on that episode. And. I'm and, glad they actually did that. And to, to highlight what I was trying to say earlier, it's like fictional. You don't have to make it about a yes. real Muslim person Agreed, who really yeah. got persecuted or whatever. Fictional story, but based in reality. Yeah. Send a message, say this is our stance about this issue or whatever. Yeah. And and tell a story. You're it's a TV show. Tell a fucking story. That's exactly. what your job is at the end of the day, you know? That's what I like. I mean, I like that especially as the episode progresses, like you see the entire family basically in support of protecting Yasmin. Like it's mm-hmm. her, like, and it's not even and her str- parents and, and her I mean, parents, their true. family, yeah, true, exactly. Eric with the, the father, dad, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but it was good because, like, sure, it took him a little bit of time to get that message out, but at least I feel they were on the right side of history, right? They were I'm, on the right side of. Oh, you mean a, a little bit of time the in terms show. of the episode of the season in which Correct. they dropped the bomb? Yeah, Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so I, 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 I again, like, yes, it. This is not a political show, but. And the very few times that they do talk about politics, I feel like for, for the most part they're they're on the right track. That at least they're they're more left leaning than right than right leaning. <sighs> Would you say so? I, I don't really for, know for it's, a it, for a hard, religious house. It's hard for right? me to gauge the politics of the show, but I do. But I I think it's very clear that politics aside, like 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 legit politics aside, like mm-hmm. left right whatever, like what they're on the side of is like good and kindness and right. doing the right thing and all of those things. You know what I mean? Like, so, and it's, it's hard to like argue with that or, or be critical of that. Cause like, duh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
I left right stuff. I I think it was last season when when politically Clinton or no Bush had just gotten elected, right? Two thousand. And there was that one episode where they kept making, like, dropping shit politically. Right. And it was hard for me to figure out, like, what side they're on. It was weird. You know what You're I mean? Right. Yeah, sure. So, in that way, I don't know that the show, I think the show on purpose, because it is a television show, it's all about ratings. I think they are a little ambiguous and ambivalent about their right. political leanings. But at the end of the day, it's about being good, being kind, all that shit. What was the quote from this season, it's it's Richard Nixon all over again. What did oh, he say? <laughs> like, why did you even yeah. mention that? <laughs> like, what? That has nothing to do with the fucking conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. It was. That's why it's like sometimes they, they 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 touch on politics and it's just just falls flat. And then sometimes they actually they're very specific. Like they're they're very clear on their position. The writers and and I'm assuming everyone working on the show has to be um, in support of this position. And it just makes sense that, like, this is another citizen of the United States, and whether they're Muslim or whatever religion that they believe in, especially coming from the Camdens, that they're so, right, that we learned that they're Protestant, right? Mm-hmm. We did finally yeah. learn that. <laughs> Which was a big deal, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. But but it's, it's just that they're accepting, that, that they accept others from other religions, whether they're Jewish or Muslim, into their community and 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 they welcome them and they're willing to help them. But we've known that from season but one. But we haven't seen it. That's no, what I'm trying to say. No, but we have though. I mean, we saw that in like episode five, I think, of season one when the Morgan, when the Hamilton church burns down, right? And but they're still Christian or Christian-esque, Yeah, yeah, right? but yeah, Eric yeah. brings all of oh, the yeah, people yeah. from yeah. all of the faiths gotcha, 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 gotcha. to come. Like, I think we've that's always right, known right. that they're an inclusive people like people that they are an inclusive family and that they don't have any prejudices and it's not even about lines of faith but for them the the, the sarah and matt thing comes as close as i think we're ever gonna get to drawing lines in the sand of like where we draw the line Mm -hmm. of you know interfaith shit or whatever and for eric though you know, let's say Eric, let's put it, let, let's put Richard aside for now, or whatever. Eric's thing is not even that he doesn't want him to marry her because she's Jewish. His big thing is the conversion yeah. factor yeah, of exactly. it all. Exactly. You know, so I think, I think we've always sort of known, and it's been always clear to us that the Camdens are not segregate, like segregatory or whatever. Yeah. I just, I just conjugated that verb. Like, you know, but you can't just like hint it in one episode in season one, episode five. Like you need a drawn out story. You need a specific event to to really convey the message. Like it's it's it, it's it's one thing to just say like yes, let's bring all these different faiths together to 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 support the uh, Hamilton family, which is which is nice. But you want more. You want more of a storyline. You want more of an investment from from the Camdens to say that, okay, well, they're not, they don't just support them, but they're willing to take action. They're willing to to dedicate the writers an entire episode, maybe multiple episodes on this concept of, you know, regardless of your faith, we really care about more of doing good than who you stand behind or what God or mm-hmm. what, what book that you actually mm-hmm. believe in. Well, I don't know. It was, it was I don't, I, I, I want to see mean more to be... conflict. I don't mean to be right. like, yeah, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Like contradictory to what you're saying. Do it, please. But I, I just think that 
I to be honest, if they did more than they have done over the course of six seasons, then the show would be a religious show. True, you know what I'm saying. But they are a religious family. But that, but that's besides the point because the show is not about religion. True. The show is about True. the drama of these people and, you know, life in Glen Oak or whatever right. that happens to be colored by the fact that they are men of, or that they are people of God or whatever. Right. And their actions are lo- largely driven by those, by that background or whatever. Yeah. And then once in a while, an episode comes around where, like, where that is the highlight. That's the feature of what we're talking about. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't actually have a problem with how they've addressed it when they've addressed it or how sparsely I guess they've addressed it. And to your point, like the episode with Yasmin, was that the girl's name or was that the mom's name? Yasmin, Yasmin, Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah. was the mom's name. Thank yeah. you. Um the episode with with Yasmin is exactly that. Is then saying like this isn't this isn't a religious issue. This is a people issue. This is a people treating yes. people poorly or well or whatever issue and as good people we're going to treat you well and we're going to protect you and we're going to make sure that you're safe and that you're prospering in this community regardless of your health or whatever the fuck you know i just i guess i saw it as a like a nice refreshing topic to the rest of the season Sure. Right. And, and not but, to mention a long overdue one because it yes. didn't come around yeah, until many like episodes, episode yeah. 11 or 12 or whatever the fuck it was. Right. But I'm glad they actually took their time if it meant that um, they needed to develop and make sure that they, they did they, it. They, got, well. they did it right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And also, too, what we often forget, I think, is like, fuck, man, tensions were really hot in the fall of, of 2001. Yeah, was, 2001. Yeah. You know, it's like, would would they have been able to just go, we're going to take a stance right here, right now, a month after all this shit went down? Like, maybe they needed to sort of, like, let let shit calm down a cool, little bit, cool you know? Off, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's tough. It is. It's a tough topic it, to It was a tackle. tough time in television, let's be real. True, like yeah. for all for a lot of shows that especially ones that that would have or should have or could have dealt with this type of a topic. You That's know? true. It's mm-hmm. it's not a comedy show where you can just make jokes about it. Like, or just ignore it because it doesn't fit into the sitcom universe you created, Very so it true. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's true. Like you knew like, it was like gonna come Friends. up eventually. On Friends it never came up. Like it was never a thing. Really? Because why would yeah. it? Like who cares? You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. affect the uh, characters, not at all, in any way. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, they they live in New York, so you so they could have if they wanted to easily. But yeah. it's a comedy show, and so it's like now is not the time or the place to deal with that. You know what I mean? And, and rightfully so, because you know if you don't have to, don't. And no, really, and, and one show shouldn't have to talk about it. Let there be a show that you don't have to think about it. Well, and what I was going to say, which is like one really, show, no show really has to talk <laughs> about it to be real because yeah. it's all TV and it really nothing it matters. Was on tw- you know, literally I mean? 24 hours. Like, yeah, exactly. Nothing yeah. matters. Exactly. But like, like I keep going back to West Wing because it's the closest example I have to a show that I know and love that also straddled the line of like started pre and had episodes after you That's know you it, and yeah. they they did a good job and it's also west wing it's a it's a political show to begin with it takes place in From washington dc whatever yeah. you know so they they just did a standalone episode there it had it was like a non sequitur of just there was a threat on the white house so they were on lockdown and it, it led to a conversation and so by having that fictional fictitious conversation between the characters they were basically sending a message of like this is yeah. our stance on this or whatever i would like to see that episode yeah it's actually really good 
I I love West Wing so much. <laughs> um, I, I still haven't seen. Like, it's a it's a, a lot of people have said like show. it's a great show. Yeah. First four seasons. The la- the last the last two or three or whatever are like fine. I Although that. I love the last season, my personally, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this because it wasn't a Sorkin season and whatever. But I loved loved the last season. There's so much in it that you're just like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just <laughs> anyway, res- like resonated with you totally. Especially yeah. because at the time that I was watching it, we were in the political cycle of 2016. So I was just like, fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> really? this is how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, any other sort of thoughts or observations on the season as we wrap things up here? Things we didn't talk about that, that, that are in your mind that you know, you want to talk about. Well, it, it, it's, it's really easy to, just like how you said to, to point out what was the worst part of the season. That's <laughs> all of it. Right. Yeah. Or most of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is true. But what is the one moment, right? And I don't want to say like, yes, it was this funny thing that Simon said or funny thing that Matt said. Or like, I, you know, like, I just love women. I want to be a gynecologist. <laughs> okay, okay. Obviously, Matt. Obviously. Obviously. But um, was there some like real moment? Because I know there was something that, that Matt was saying about his future and about his job career and, and or oh, sorry, um, about him moving to um, uh, New York mm-hmm. or, or, or um, which he is doing, yes. Starting a life um, with someone else and still going to medical school, like, like he was, re- like you could feel like he he was very serious, and 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 if, and it resonated with me as well because a lot of people his age don't know what to do with their life, and for him to know very clearly, like this is exactly what I want to do, it's it's a very good example of of this is what you should at least try to do. Like try your best to, to identify with something and pursue it to the hundredth percent. Right. And no other character really had that. So I felt like for me, the best moment was, and, and, and again, the, the fact that they made the, the last two episodes, the, the season finale about Matt and his marriage and his life, like that was the shining moment of the entire season for me. Mm-hmm. I would like Gee. to get, yeah, I would like to get both your opinions on it. Mine's going to be a negative opinion. Well, as always. that's fine. That's fine. No, negative but it, opinion. <laughs> I mean, only because the things that I enjoyed was the chemistry between Matt and Sarah because I felt like that was a real chemistry. It felt real. It yeah. felt it real. It looked real, yeah. The banter, the, you know, I, I don't even know if I want to go out to dinner with you because I think I'm going to be nervous. That rambling, that natural mm-hmm. way good. of like having good. a conversation, so like all that stuff was relatable and with simon being drunk was hilarious but everything else <laughs> emotionally i don't buy it i haven't Agreed. bought this up ep- this season at all i'm done with it i can't wait to start the next season we are done with it no but like i've said enough as it is about the you. season where i'm like i don't give a shit about it like matt's in love and he's getting married okay he found out what he wanted i still don't buy it it was so rushed and so forced just to get him off the show. I'm like, okay, like you said, why don't you give, like, drop a few crumbs like you usually do? Mm-hmm. Drop it from the beginning where I can right. buy this load of bullshit yes. that you yes, threw yes, me. Yes, no, I, I totally agree with you. But for me, the standout moment, and it, and it, you, you reminded me of it, like, when you were talking about Matt just now. Like, I think if I really dig into my heart. I think maybe my most resonant, most like profoundly poignant moment was when Ruthie 
is withholding the acceptance letters letter results yeah, 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 from yeah. Matt. And and we the audience can surmise that he's gotten in. It's pretty much like duh, right? Like right. because we know television tropes and whatever. But that she tells him like you're going to get these results when you're ready to get them. Right. And then and then drops the knowledge on him of like or like the truth bomb on him of like you weren't ready to know what this said until just now. That was maybe the most prolific like adult thing that Ruthie has ever said. It really right? resonated with me. In you're like, holy moment. shit, like how does she, she know to say those well, things? Well, because she's insightful and because we know this about her because as in her position as the youngest one of the family, it's like she is very insightful. She is, she has this uncanny ability to know all of her family members and their motivations and their inner workings and what, you know, and how they operate and all mm. that. Because she's... <laughs> She's quiet. She's, yeah. She was quiet in the beginning. She would say a lot of things, but she's again, she's snooky. an ob- Yeah, she's a sneaky she's she's observer. Oh my god. She's <laughs> she, she's the best snooky. observer. That's it. She is. And and that for, and for me, especially because like I think I drew parallels between like me and like my sister and like, you know, all that stuff, but like her being able to go like, you know, you're going to kick ass. Have no fear. Like you are meant to do this. You know your path. You're going to be good at it or whatever. And like now you're ready to know that you have a full ride to Columbia or whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. like I really appreciated that moment for what it was, you know, mm-hmm. that I think that stands out for me for sure. All right. So hopes and dreams and thoughts for season seven. <laughs> Better right. <laughs> no more Mary, no more Matt. That, that much we know. Yep. This we know. Hmm. What we and we also know that like Kevin's going to be in the picture because yeah, shocker, right? Like duh. Um, so let's talk about Simon and Ruthie. Yeah, I was going to say they're maybe the most two characters that are up in the air that are yeah, like who have no like thing like propelling them into season seven or whatever. True. Hmm. What do we want to see for Simon? Simon's going to be a junior in high school or a sophomore sophomore, sophomore. sophomore yeah oh my god he's still a baby i know so he's gonna be a sophomore in high school and no he's not he's gonna be a junior he was, he a, was sophomore a sophomore this year hanging out with like seniors yes that's what it was because he that's was a freshman was. when when lucy was oh, a senior yeah. that's right that's right now okay. he's a sophomore Good he's memory. gonna be a junior in high school he's got his license i'm i'm thinking <laughs> girlfriend i'm thinking girlfriend like a serious re- yeah yeah mm. yeah I think for sure they're going to deal with some of that stuff. It, this it, might be the season we get Ashley Simpson. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be so weird. <laughs> yeah, all these like random cameos of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I, I want him to be more serious and not just to be another Camden. Like, <laughs> I want him to be his season one, season two self, but yeah. more adult form. Like, I want him to branch out outside of the Camden house. Yeah. That's what I really want him, like, to see from Simon. I want to see him sort of have some agency as a person. You know what I mean? Like, like not and not just, like, hanging out with the losers he was hanging out with a couple seasons ago or whatever, but just, like, like have friends, like, be part of a group. Let's see what that looks like, you know? Have his own storyline, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like... Not just related to you know, driver's license or yeah, yeah, slow getting, speed car chase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like like it's it's he has so much potential, right? Yeah. So does Ruthie, and 
you want them to really push the boundaries of every other character. You want them to 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 really extend what does it mean to be a candom, uh, a, a a part of the Camden family. Like you want them to identify the actual borders of what the show is willing to explore. Because they're the two characters by far that have pushed that border mm-hmm. more than anyone else. And I want them to push it even further. I personally think that Ruthie is going to take a hard left. Like, How so? It might not be this season. She's still young. That's the thing. It's hard to play with that because she's not even a teenager yet, right? But I really think right. that like once you get into like teenage Ruthie, like, like once her hormones like, kick in, hard left. <laughs> she's gonna be like troubled, you know? Like she's gonna be like that girl who like gets in with the wrong crowd, maybe gets like an older boyfriend who like you know introduces her to some I, weird. I would shit. love to see that. If anyone, awesome. if anyone can handle that as a character, would, I think it's definitely. Sure. It would make the most sense for her character to actually go through those things. For yeah. sure, yeah, because because she could still be sneaky because we know she can be. We know she is that way, yeah. right? She can still sort of like play her parents off of each other and like play that game of like I'm innocent, but like She's you know shit, I'm not yeah. or whatever. <laughs> that yeah, that'll be interesting. And then of course there's Robbie too. Like he's still around. Like I think I think we haven't seen the last of Joy. I think he and Joy are going to get pretty serious if I'm being, I mean, who knows? But I think, I think Joy is ultimately what's going to remove him from the show. Like either he I gets serious that, yeah. with Joy and, you know, moves away or whatever, or, or I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I just hope it's better than this season, really. That's my only real hope is mm-hmm. like some real fucking stories Green. that aren't nothing for 13 episodes. I <laughs> like, have no expectations. Slow train to nowhere. <laughs> I just, I just like, I, I have to step outside of my own box and be like, I can't give this entire season two thumbs down because of that. Like, there were good, good moments. Yeah. And it, sure, it wasn't the best, but to really say two thumbs down for this season, like, it, it has to be. Truly, every single episode, every <laughs> single character has to be horrible. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Like There were some redeeming qualities of some characters in some episodes. What were you going to say, T? I was going to say, it doesn't matter if there are good, great episodes or like little nuggets of awesomeness. I just don't buy any of it. There's no good buildup. I don't believe the characters. That's that's why I'm going to give it two thumbs down. Yeah. I, and I know I sound like an asshole for that, but no, whatever. Well, like, if you do, then so do I, because I'm sticking to my two thumbs down. But that was I like, don't buy it. But that was like, I want to say that was my feeling from like season three or four. Like, two thumbs down? Yeah. Like it, it, if you want to use th- that criteria. That, yeah, like, that method or whatever. It's just, it just like it's season one, two, and three is like refreshing, new, Simon, like Ruth, like everyone is like nice and like playful and, and you're learning new things about this whole universe and then now it gets more and more stale, right? <laughs> so opera Yeah, and, and you're hoping or at least I'm hoping next season, it's, it's they continue on that that path of introducing new things, new characters, nice cameos, just just trying to really paint a bigger picture of that of that world than just the tiny snow globe that is Glen Oaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's Glen Oak. <laughs> it is Glen Oak. What I, more? I'm, what what more can you say? I'm just trying. It's like, Glen Oak. <laughs> I'm just I'm just keeping my my fingers crossed because I know I'm going to watch every episode. I know. Well, you season. have to because you'll be right back here in 23. I'm episodes. just I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping it gets better. 
Uh, okay, well, Audic, thank you so much. Fuck yeah. For joining us again, <laughs> for being a devout watcher of the show and listener of this podcast. Thank you for having me. And going on this journey with us. And by the way, I I um I listened to the uh, Patreon episode. Oh. Yeah. I don't I don't want to give anything away, but it, it's both of your reactions in cer- certain <laughs> scenes are priceless. That's all I got to say. And there's some unique, really uh, um, in- in- insightful information about you two. And, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the, the uh, show, uh, or the, uh, sorry, the, the movie Boogie Nights is very like, uh, I don't want to give away if you haven't seen it, but definitely it's sexually charged. So there's some really interesting conversations <laughs> between Jackie and... Uh, between Lady J and uh, T, so it's definitely worth worth listening to. Well, thank you for that. Free commercial. Thank you. It was good. Um, it was a good one. <laughs> um, so with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or send us an email at show at gmail.com. And... Thank you, Audic. You can you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. If you're interested in the movie commentaries that T and I are doing for movies that I have never seen. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. there's a lot. There, and there is a big list, yeah. I suck. So <laughs> And if there's enough uh, uh people um s- subscribing, then uh-huh. um who knows? Like you would you guys make T-shirts about oh, we, funny things? We, Is that a real we've thing? We've already yeah. set the goal. If we get a hundred patrons on Patreon, really? we will start to do merch. Uh, and okay, honestly, okay. honestly, I'm very personally excited to have a button that says "May" with Robbie's <laughs> face Meh. on it. Okay, Meh. I'm just saying. Um, I would love to have that. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash For Heaven's Sake Pod. And until next time, when we dive into season seven, no, God no. help us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same reaction. Like, no. Bye. Bye. Ciao.